Hello everybody and welcome to the award, multi-award winning, I have to correct myself straight off the gate this week, Mero, the multi-award winning, fantastic audio presentation that is What's the Story Podcast. My name is Danny Murray. I'm Graham Merrigan. Alright, how are you Graham Mero Merrigan? Good, how are you? Yeah, good man, good. I have a... I have a major issue um, with nostril hair. Oh, man. I don't know what exactly causes nostril. I think we've talked about this in the podcast before. But yeah, but it's so irritable, and I haven't found a, a remedy. I haven't found the proper uh, remedy to get rid of them. Like, Do you know pl- what I find? I was actually, you said plucking, yeah. I was going to say, I find the only thing that actually sat, and it hurts like a bitch, the only thing that I find that satisfies getting rid of them completely is either yanking them out or plucking them out yeah but there was a thing that I used last summer and I haven't gone back to it because my eyes watered um, was the wax yoke do you ever see the wax things no I don't know I don't know anything about them now you buy this kit right and they have these sticker moustaches so right. you, co- you have a moustache you cover your moustache so you don't get any of the wax over it and then you put the wax in the microwave and there's these little utensils where there's these like the little tools that you get with it, little plastic yokes. Right. And you cover it you cover it in wax, you put up one nostril, you cover the other one in wax, you put up the other nostril, and you leave it there for ten minutes. Then after ten minutes you yank them out. Nah, I'll be sticking to me plucking. That <laughs> <laughs> nah, sounds You yank them out. And I was like uh, the first time I ever did it, I was like, This isn't coming out. <laughs> I was pulling it out. <laughs> This is not fucking coming out. Yeah, no, uh, I, that sounds I far too convoluted for me now. I will stick to the old-fashioned, just give me a... Convoluted. <laughs> just give me the old index finger and thumb or give me a tweezers and I'll get it. And sometimes I do pull them out and, man, the length of them. I'm like, that's started, that started in my brain. That's not from my nostril. But you know come here, I mean? when I used the wax thing and when I eventually pulled it off, when I was successful pulling it off, the <laughs> When you were successful pulling one off. <laughs> uh, okay, sorry. When you, when you successfully pulled it off. <laughs> oh, fuck oh, that's, that's my favourite quote ever. <laughs> when, I, when, I was, when I was successful and I looked... <laughs> the podcast over that's it that's gold that's it we're done Actually, when, I was, when, when I was successful the amount of fucking hairs on the on the wax I couldn't believe there was that many hairs up there see I would have thought for you it would be trickier because you have the moustache yeah because with the kit you're given a moustache sticker yeah and you put the sticker over your moustache yeah and it doesn't go near your moustache or your beard I love how you don't want to Paolo Diabala there and you, <laughs> you covered your mouth <laughs> Um, I, I, I mean, look, we're we're talking about it, but uh, I don't know anywhere else that the lads and ladies of podcast land would get such riveting conversations as nasal hair. Oh, I mean, it's the bane of my life, nasal hair. It is. It's it's a plight, crime. It's it's a plight yeah. that I think people need to be made aware of, and more should be done to combat nasal hair, and and I for one. I'm, I'm calling on the likes of Gillette, 
Biblis, all these brawn, all those razor makers to to tackle the epidemic of nasal hair out there in Ireland. They're very irritable as well and itchy. They are. You're right. They are. And it's that it's that annoying itchy that's kind of tickly. And you just yeah. kind of feel it every so often. You're like, what was that? And then eventually you figure out, I've got a big fucking spider leg of a hair sticking out my schnoz there. Spider leg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Come here to me. We'll get it done and out of the way. We'll put it to bed as quick as we can. Because uh, we, we touched on it last week. But just with the timings and all that, it didn't quite, you know, make sense. So... We're uh, we're nearly a week removed, or we're just over a week removed when this goes out from uh, the the cup final. Oh yeah, yeah. Bulls v Wheelers. Now Wheelers are top of the league and undefeated this season, aren't they? It might as well be Munster we're playing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that they, is, is that an accusation of pet crime? No, the <laughs> <laughs> not at all. The Cork team that we played in the past were called Father Matthews. Mm. And Father Matthews amalgamated with the Rebel Weeders Multi Sports Club, uh, so junior club and senior club came together, and then, um, then uh, where do you go? Like, look, so that was me that saying, "See you, later. <laughs> see you, Mark." <laughs> they amalgamated uh, together, and then a couple of Limerick players went to them as well. Two very good Limerick players went to them as well. So, they yeah. huge club. Um, yeah, we lost. We were we were beaten. End of story. The three players fell down. I was going to say, well, it's not the end of story, is it though, Graham? Because yet again, your discipline let you down. Yes. And I think now in a public forum where you can't shy away from it is as good a time as any to to have a conversation with you about this, Graham. Okay. When when you go out there and you were. The yellow and black 32 of Ballybrack. You're mm. representing a community, Graham. And I, for one, as as a member of that community and, and a lover of that community, would wish, if you're going to get fouled out, at least do it for Jay's head button someone. <laughs> Don't it's be- 5,000. Do you know what I mean? 5,000 are gone. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And in fairness, like watching the match. Now, there was one or two where you, I kind of seen it as like, that's a professional foul. That's, you know. Uh, there was, one or, there was, there was one, one, or two, one or two questionable ones. Though. There was one or two where I was like, I do not understand. Now, I'm saying that as, you know, I've probably watched maybe 15 games of wheelchair basketball in my life, if yeah. even. So I don't know the rules. But sometimes it seems like people on the court don't know the rules here because there's a lot of kind of, what the fuck was that for? The, the, ref, the referee, um, the referees... Um, didn't cost us the game, do you know that way? That's oh, no, no, I'm not, I'm not suggesting, nor am I suggesting but, that. But, I'm not trying but to... three, three players, three players with 15 fouls, myself, Jack and Mark, mm. fouled out, you know. Yeah. It's a bit annoying, it's a bit annoying but... Yeah. What i tell you what I did like, though, because I listened to the commentary as well, uh, and, and friend of the show, Johnny Fulham was on commentary duty during the match. Yeah. And he actually explained some of the stuff really well, which was great. Like so, he was when you went off, it, like you were saying before, and the kind of in wheelchair sports, kind of doping is around classifications, and there's people who exaggerate and all that kind of stuff. But he kind of explained it really well in the sense of when you got fouled off because you're a hooligan, um, you know, it was it something to do with you just being in talent and close to Shamrock Rovers and that whole calling of hooliganism. Just is that what made you get violent during the match, Graham? Sorry, 
Ah, yeah, yeah, it is. Okay, yeah. Grand, yeah. But anyway, yeah, Johnny was just explaining the whole that, like, your classification just didn't have anybody else. So it's not as if, it, I think it was a black card in GAA where you get sent off, but you can bring somebody else on. Yeah. Getting fouled out is the same as that, isn't it? If somebody else had had the same classification as you, they could have brought somebody else on. Yeah, we could. Well, we could have. We could have brought someone else on if we had someone else, but we didn't. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that... we only had we only had two subs, um, Jack and Emer, and Emer is able bodied, but the lean started the game as able bodied. Yeah, and uh, you can only swap able bodied for able bodied. Oh, okay, right. Well, you can't. You can't like, like I'm a one point five classification, um. And me being felled out doesn't mean that a 1.5 has to come on. If we have the the maximum allowed points you're allowed is 15. Yeah, exactly. yeah, so yeah. If we had, say, if I went off and we still had three three points to spare and we had a three-pointer on the bench, that three-pointer would have been able to go on. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But, but the classifiers do, do be there at those big matches. And uh, you were talking about me saying in the past about classi- classification is like doping in, in, in disability sports, and it is. And um, the classifiers were there in the crowd, so they would have been having a, an eye on players on both teams. On, like, yeah, yeah, they would have they would have had an eye on on um, players on both teams and make sure they're not um, deceiving anybody. But there was a player in Irish wheelchair rugby who was suspended, I think, for a year for exactly that. Jesus, right? I didn't know that now. I think I remember you saying that to me a while ago, but I'm not, yeah. Um, but anyway, look, commiseration balls, congratulations to the Wheelers. Uh, it's a, that, that Cup's only gone four years, and we've been to three finals out of four. There you go, yeah, there you go. And last year you just won it, so, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Bless it. Ew, and Johnny Fulham was, was uh, what's the word? He sounded a little, not bitter. I'm not saying he sounded bitter. But you could tell there was certainly an element of like, yeah, yeah, well done, Bulls, last year. Well done, yeah. Whenever it was brought up that you just beat them <laughs> last year. Um, <laughs> a, a, anyway, look. I'd love for Johnny to be a Bull. Jeez, I'll tell you, that'd be something interesting, wouldn't it? Will mm. we put in a phone call? No. No? Are you sure? He's cholesterol scum, leave him. Lupo just jumped up on the sofa beside me there. No, and I can't really give out to him because we're recording a podcast. Yeah, look, you'll get the benefit. There you go, look. Hey, Lupo, is, is Lupo not allowed on the sofa? No, Lupo's not allowed on the sofa. Lupo, Lupo had a, a cushion this week, Graham. Tell him to get down there. Lupo, get down. Show me. Lupo, down. He literally yawned at me. He did, yeah. Get down. Lupo, get down. Get down, Lupo. He is not budging, is he? No, he's going to sleep. <laughs> As you can see, he's a very obedient dog. As you can see, my nasal hair is at me again. Yeah, I was about to say, the nasal hair is running right there. Um, uh, Danny. Yes, Graham. Our Heather Hardy interview went a bit national. Uh, it went international and uh, global and everything, yeah. yeah. Um, and why wouldn't the Graham? That was nice. Here's me doorbell. Do you have to get that? Well, I can't. I'm in the Munda crackers and cubes is upstairs in the bath. <laughs> You're in your what? <laughs> I'm in Munda crackers. And is it, Oksana's in the bath? She is, yeah. yeah. So who's going to get the door? Nobody. They're just going to have to keep ringing the doorbell or come back later, Graham. No way. Is this your takeaway? No, no, no. I had dinner already, so it's not a takeaway. 
So, uh, yeah, I don't know who it is. Nobody calls around here anyway, so it's probably like, you know, a door-to-door salesperson for some energy yeah, utility or some broadband yeah. company. We got great coverage from that interview. We did, yeah, and rightfully so. It was a good interview. Heather was very open, very honest. Um, yeah. I asked some great questions. You, you were there. Um, you know. She was stunning. <laughs> she was just looking at me, though. She was looking at me a lot. I, I don't know if she was, Graham. <laughs> is this just one way thing is it yeah I think so yeah <laughs> uh, I know look it was, it was she, she was she was very generous with her time and as as we said on the time I, I hope she gets kind of you know the big fight she's hoping for and makes that paper yep yeah. um, also was on this week was um, the Royal Rumble it was yeah it was indeed and who stole the show yet again the man, friend of the podcast, Becky Lynch. Amazing. Yeah. That's the only top point of it. It really, yeah. WTS one forty four for anybody who hasn't listened to it, you can go back and find that one in the archives on Stitcher, on iTunes, on Spotify, anywhere and everywhere. Graham, what do they have to do? Just search the WTS pod. Bingo. Uh, yeah, she did. She completely stole the show. And I, I, I watched it the following day, uh, and. She was in the opening match of the event and she lost. Mm. And I texted you straight away saying, This is bollocks, there better be a surprise coming. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm gonna fuck. So, uh, and then I don't know, I think you were probably at training or something. So, one day I was at training, but I read it and I was laughing my head off because I'd already watched it and I was yeah. just laughing. And, and the other text came in saying, Fucking brilliant. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, then I, as I kept watching it, and I was like, they they actually done that quite well. And look, look, that's I know. Look, I'm not gonna say that it's the F word, but it's you know, we look, we get it. It's it's a story. It's 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 a giant opera playing out in front of you. You know what I mean? People people will happily sit there and watch EastEnders or Coronation Street or whatever. Just yeah. suspend belief the same way you do with that, and just apply grown men and women in spandex to the equation and there's no difference the only thing I'll say is about the only thing I'll say is about uh, wrestling fans is uh, the live crowd fans when they show up with their wrestling belts uh, they want to they'd they'd want to start defending them yeah I agree with you like if you turn up to an event in a car park with a wrestling belt you should like it should be just literally right get a ref let's go Um, (laughs) But yeah, and did, uh, did you see uh, that WWE have released a hemp belt? <laughs> yeah, hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. So uh, Daniel Bryan is uh, one of the champions. And his whole thing is like, he's uh, like myself, he's a heel. and um, But he's a vegan, eco-warrior, hippie. It's not like yourself, you're not a vegan. No, well, that's very true. I'm not, you know, I mean, look, I, I don't know how he has the energy to do what he does, considering he's a vegan. You know what I mean? I don't know how he can even lift that. I presume that's why he got a hemp belt, actually. The leather one was presumably too heavy for him to lift because he had no energy. It was come, hilarious. See, come at me, vegans. He but, was uh, saying um, he was saying that the belt is leather and it's made off a cow and I'm going to call the cow Daisy. And the crowd started chanting Daisy. <laughs> Love it, man. Love it. Uh, that's entertaining. Fecky standards. Exactly. It is, yeah. And that's it. And I think that's the thing. I think people just look at it and... People still have this kind of, you know, late 80s, early 90s kind of thing of wrestling still trying to portray itself as, like, real fighting. 
Well, yeah. it's not like you know. I mean, they've they've completely peeled That's back like the people are, people, are, people feel uh, double crossed and heartbroken because when they found out it wasn't real, they felt they'd just been like played for about ten years. So they're still going mad. Get yeah, over it. It's no <laughs> look. It's it's entertainment, lads. And what once you do that, like you you'll you'll watch a film on the telly. You'll you'll watch a TV show with fucking dragons and zombies in it. So why can't lads have a pretend fight? And all this crack, and you know, look, look, just embrace it for what it is, you big ticks. And it's great because the Irish are doing great over there. I think, like Becky Lynch coming from, born in Limerick, but coming from Baldoyle, mm. living her dream and at the top of her in the entertainment uh, industry. She's at the top of it. She's the most talked about professional wrestler in the world. Yeah. Um, Finn Balor going up. Another former friend of the show, Finn Balor, going up against household name Brock Lesnar like everyone knows Brock Lesnar and this is and that's the interesting part of it right so we're gonna have uh, Becky versus Ronda Rousey now Ronda Rousey is arguably and still to this day is arguably the biggest name in women's combat sports mm. she hasn't fought in the UFC in after Becky well yeah yeah true <laughs> <laughs> but like Ronda hasn't fought in the UFC in what three years now you know, um, and I'm kind of sitting there and I'm like, right, we have this situation here where you've got, you know, Becky from Baldo from Limerick, Baldoyle, learned how to fight in Bray under Finn Balor. And if you want to listen to the Finn Balor episode, lad, it's WTS Pod 27, way back in the archives. But, uh, yeah, like, you've got this situation where two... Irish people who work together, train together, all that kind of crack, come up and on the biggest pay-per-views, wrestling pay-per-views of the year, one of them fought against former UFC heavyweight champion Brock Lesnar and one of them is about to fight record setter, trailblazer, all those things, UFC bantamweight champion Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. And I just Mental. think that's mad. I just think that's mad. I'd say Charlotte Flair will be added to that. <sighs> I hope not, but probably. Yeah, it's actually will be. But she bailed them out, didn't she, when Becky got injured, so they'll like repaying her. Well, yeah, I mean, did she bail them out or did she benefit fortuitously from an injury? I would say, I don't think she bailed anybody out. I think she's seen an opportunity to headline a pay-per-view against, again, the biggest name and biggest name in female combat sports, and she fucking grabbed that with both hands. That's not bailing somebody out. That's completely benefiting from somebody else's misfortune. Yeah. The bitch. I agree. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, man. What what else is going on in the world at the moment? Are we allowed to talk? Um, are we allowed to talk about the B word? The B word. Yeah, the B word. What's the B word? You know, Bose? Yeah. Well, no, but we will talk about that because that's kicking off again soon. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that now, then? Now, what's the B word? What's going on across the water? Ah, oh, Brexit's a shambles. It's an absolute fucking dumpster fire. How can they? How can they renegotiate something that was already torn down? With an Graham asked the Irish nurses who are striking that one. See what I did there? See what I did? I embraced the heel, Graham. I embraced what? the heel. The Irish nurses are doing the exact same thing. What? What? What's your thing on Brexit? It's just a fucking shambles, isn't it? Like literally, yeah. it's. Dave McWilliams, friend of the show, Dave McWilliams, uh, and he's been on a couple friend of them. Friend of the show, friend of the show, friend of the show. Look, man, we've got a lot of friends. 
We've got a lot of friends. Well, they're your friends. They're my acquaintances, so I don't do friends. Um, but uh, And you can check out WTS 100, our live show, where Dave McWilliams took part in a panel. Great crack altogether. Um, that wasn't a 100. Yeah. Oh, you're right. It wasn't. No. Oh, shit. Which one was that? That was in uh, the Workman's Club. That was in the Workman's Club. for the It was. Balls. I got the number wrong there. Oh, well. Anyway, he, uh, anyway. what? I just said, anyway. Yeah. He, he put out a tweet and, uh, I thought it was quite clever. It was like, uh, it's no longer the case of, uh, Britannia rules the waves. It's a case of Britannia waves the rules. And I was yeah, just so- like, you fucking go on. That's why you get the big money for the fucking books and all your smart genius. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he's right though. He's a hundred percent right. Like you've got this fucking mad as anything situation. Where, what do you think's gonna happen? I think it's gonna be a no deal. It's gonna be a no deal, or it's gonna be an extension to Article Fifty. But I can't see an extension to Article Fifty. The only way an extension to Article Fifty, I think, will get passed in the House of Commons is if the EU say they're willing to talk about the backstop. At the moment, they're saying they're absolutely not willing to, do, and they have to do that. They have to say they're not willing to talk about the backstop. But I think the only way there's going to be an extension to Article 50 and there's not going to be a case where... Because the Brits have said they don't want a no deal. They voted on that. So they're now in this weird fucking situation where basically all they've done is said, we want the Brexit, we want it on March 29th, we don't want it to be a no deal, uh, we're willing to go with the deal that's on the table if you get rid of the backstop. And the EU and Ireland are completely ruling that out and saying, no, you agree to this. So the backstop stays, and that, that's not negotiable. So was that a written agreement, though? That yeah, that was in the, the that was done in the December fucking EU whatever the fuck meeting that was. That was signed it up. That's that's what Theresa May and her negotiation. And this is the other thing that's fucking killing me is that like you've got an absolute buffoon like Boris Johnson coming out and talking about how, what what a disgrace the backstop is and how it should never have been agreed to, and then you've got David Davis the pleb coming out and saying similar, and. I'm sitting there and I'm like, yeah, lads, Jesus, if only you were involved in the negotiations or if you were holding a high position like, I don't know, fucking foreign secretary and you were somehow involved in all of this back in like December 2017 when it was being negotiated. You know what I mean? Like, the two of them, both were, like, David Davis was the Brexit secretary, I think, wasn't he? He was high up on the Brexit negotiating yeah, yeah. team anyway. Well, Boris Johnson Boris was the foreign secretary. He was the foreign secretary, exactly, yeah. So the two of them are both in massively influential positions when this backstop was agreed and when it was written into the terms of the fucking the, the, the Brexit agreement. And now all of a sudden well not all of a sudden, but the two of them decide they, they quit their jobs basically to shout at Theresa May from across the fucking Tory benches and join the fucking likes of Jacob Reese Mogg. What a pill is, is he is he an actual MP? Reese Mogg. Yeah. Yeah he is, yeah. Jeez, he has been for a long time. I didn't know he was an MP. I just thought he was a, a member of the party. No, he's a member of Parliament. Okay. I thought no. I thought he was just a member of the Conservative Party. Oh, I didn't know he. Sorry. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Huh. Um, he's an absolute fucking buffoon as well, though. Do you know what I mean? So I like. Looks like character. Well, he is a character. Yeah, he's a he's a member of Parliament for North East Somerset. I just googled that. I don't know that off the top of my head, and he has been since two thousand and ten. Yeah, uh, this is very local. We're we're kicking into proper Ballybrack mode, but he reminds me of PJ Barry. 
PJ Barry. He was the principal of Archbishop McQuaid's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I thought that. I never. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's. Also... I didn't know Archbishop or uh, Saint John's. Yeah, it was one of, one of your rival schools, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, your camera has frozen, and right now your face just looks like it is completely confused. So it's like you've got this permanent bewilderment upon you. No way! Yeah. I can't even change it. Yeah, I don't know how you fix that at all, but your audio's still working, so that's the main thing. But yeah, so Jacob Rees-Mogg, I think, up until the whole Brexit thing, was probably most famous for using the word. And hang on till I get this right. Ah. Uh, uh, Something foxy noxy hillification, I believe is the word. Which uh, it's not a, it's not actually a made up word. Um, and if my good friend and esteemed colleague Greg has listened to this, he'll absolutely butcher me when he does for getting that word wrong because we've made jokes about it a few times in the past. But Rhys Mogg is, uh, and it's weird as well because he's he's a Catholic, right? And he's more or less aligned to what should be the antithesis to everything he he, he wants to, to be right and good in the DUP, who are a group who more or less don't believe in dinosaurs. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's just the whole thing is just you have these people who have made kind of pacts and allegiances that are the most unlikely of allegiances and the most unlikely of, of teammates Nobody really knows what's going on. I don't think any of them fully understand or can fully comprehend how grave the entire Brexit thing is. And we're approaching the cliff edge a lot quicker than, than you know... Like, I mean, it's it's February. March, yeah, I, I, March 29th, D-Day. Would you, would you be following that every day now, Dan, yeah? Oh, Jesus, yeah. Yeah, I would, yeah. Yeah, I, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. It's kind of... Oh. head. I, I love what it is. Head I completely agree with you. And like, like I get up in the morning and I say to uh, me Alexa, play the morning briefing. And without doubt, the the morning briefing every morning the lead story is Brexit at the moment. Um, what do you I, mean you say to Alexa? Does... I have a little a little housewench called Alexa. In in the kitchen. She's in me hall. She lives in oh, me man. hall. And what do you say? Tell me the news briefing? Yeah, just Alexa, play morning briefing. She better not hear me now and start doing it. No, I'm not speaking loud enough for her, that's all right. Um, and how will she go on for? As long as the news is. She gives you, like, you know, the top sort of five news stories. Then you get the sport, and then you get the weather. And then she and shuts do you, up. Do you like Alexa? Love it. It's great. I can turn my heat now without having to leave the sofa. Alexa can turn the heat on? Yeah, if you have a climo. No she, way. She hooks up the climo and turns the heating on. That is pretty special, isn't it? There's half a plug for a very large energy company that will remain nameless. I saw the upside, Danny. Say again? I saw the upside. Good man for changing the subject. We're getting very close to me treading water. I'm not comfortable treading there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kevin Hart, Brian Craniston. What did you think of it? I loved it. <clears throat> I loved it. Yeah, I thought it was brilliant. Uh, you're going to see it, aren't you? I'm. I'm hoping to go see it once we stop recording. Yeah. Um, I seen it and I put it up on Instagram that I seen it and people are telling me to watch the original, so I might watch the original tonight. I didn't even know. I didn't know this is a remake. Yeah, it's an original. A French movie apparently is much better. Oh, is it subtitled? 
<laughs> yeah, I think so. You won't read that, Graham. Of course I will, you dope. Notice how he said read, not watch. <laughs> how um, are your haircuts down, down below? Say again? How are your haircuts down below in leash? Thank God you said in leash. <laughs> You're not having the best night of it, are you? <laughs> no, no. Look, hang on, look what I have to deal with right now. Can you... Lupo. I've got headphones Lupo. on, man. I've got headphones on. Lupo. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he's... Li- Get away, Matt, you little tick, you. You little wannabe wolf. You're not even a real wolf, you dickhead. Um, the dogs would be great in the snow, won't they? They'll love it. Yeah, I, he's like literally just chewing me hand here. Um, yeah, I... What was it? How are my haircuts down there? <laughs> it's a tricky business, man. Ever since uh, friend of the show, Jay Brophy. <laughs> Fucking everyone's a friend of the show. That's what the name of this podcast going to be, friend of the show. I think, yeah, I think I'm going to have to rename it, friend of the show. Um, that's actually a good name for a podcast. Don't you dare rob it, dear listener, out there in listener land. Um, yeah, but ever since Jay Brophy uh, selfishly abandoned us to go to the far-flung tropical paradise that he's living in at the moment, um... Haircuts just haven't been easy to come by, Graham. Decent haircuts haven't been easy to come by, should I say. I found a new home in life in Dundrum. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, uh, Portland Barber in Port Leash is uh, the one I found that gave me a semi... Like, as you can see there, it's not, the, it's, not, it's not bad, you know? I mean, it's probably... I would give it a solid 7.5 out of 10. Right. Um, now, in barbering terms, it's 7.5 out of 10. You, have it as, you, you don't have to name the barber shop, but did you have a nightmare? I did have a nightmare. I had one where uh, I tried to be trendy and I tried to get this, a... This the, was this the Christmas haircut? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. And of all the haircuts, the Christmas haircut's the one you want to, to be, you know, solid because it's when you're going to be going out the most. You're going to be seeing family you haven't seen in a year. You don't want to be torn up with a head that looks like a boiled cabbage. You know what I mean? You want a decent, solid, reliable haircut. And I went and I said to your one... I get a skin fade blended in to a hard part. Now, any barber... That's what I say. That's what I say, right? Any barber, worth their salt, not a bother, son. Sit back and relax there and I've got you. Your one certainly gave that impression. But what she did to me head was nowhere near what I would call acceptable. Right. She just shaved one side of me Jesus' head, right? Then shaved yeah. the lion in for the comb over, which was higher than the previous lion, right? And then she, the other side, yeah. the other side, she faded in, but my head just looked lopsided. I just looked. I was Did wondering. You say to her? No, we done that classic thing where she said, "How's that feeling?" I was like, "Yeah, lovely, thanks." <laughs> and then I fucking tipped her. <laughs> And you hated it. Merry Christmas, love. Thanks for being for that. Oh, great. See you again. You will. Yeah, yeah, you will. Now you fucking won't, you trollop. I'm only liking the car. Fuming. Looking in the rear view mirror, afraid to pull out a car park in case people laughed at me. Oh, oh my yeah. God. That's hilarious. That is classic Irish thing, though, isn't it? When you have a bad haircut. Nice one, yeah. Happened me, actually, around November, mm. where I went to an establishment. And it's only, only, he was doing it. And I was like, is he going to blend that in? Yeah. And I could see the lion at the side of my head. Yeah. I said, he's not blending that in. 
So the next, I went into work the next day and then I went up to Knights and Dundrum and I said, mate, I says, uh, am I seeing things here? I says, is, is that finished on that side? And he goes, no, it's not. <laughs> oh, I goes, wait, get that done. I said, I won't name them. And uh, I said, uh, he said, it wasn't Air, Air Branch and Stephen's Green, was it? And I said, no, 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 this is the first time I've been here. And he goes, all right, I'll fix you up. And then he just goes, give us a fiver for the fix-up. So I went for a fix-up. Jesus. Yeah, see, that's not a good sign at all if you have to go. Get you. Look, I've had some really bad haircuts in the past. There was one a couple of years ago. Uh, dear, I'm sure you probably remember it because uh, the lads in work still laugh about it. On water particularly, still still laughs and slags me about it. Remember your one shaved about an inch off the corner of my fringe? Yeah. As, as if that was a normal thing to do. I thought you wanted that. I thought you wanted to look like vanilla ice. <laughs> no, man. My vanilla ice days were circa 2002 when I was peroxiding the absolute bejesus out of my head and doing all sorts of stupid shit. That one in there, what, like, what happened there? Where? Sorry, what are you talking about now? The one that Wardy loves. Oh, yeah, I just went in. I was just At that stage, I wasn't even going for fancy skin fades and all that. That stage, I was just a kind of plain and simple, warm back and sides, tidy up the top. But your one could see that I was combing over my hair. And clearly she decided, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to make his comb over more manageable for him. That is hilarious. And she attempted a bit where the parts she attempted to do something with. And just shaved off like a good fucking inch of me fringe. So I was walking around with some... Again, another lopsided Jesus haircut on me. Look, I mean, there's people out there who'd be saying, Danny, it doesn't matter what kind of haircut you have, you would walk around with a head like a fucking broccoli flower, no matter what the situation is. <laughs> and that's fine. That's fine. Them and their guide dogs are entitled to that opinion. But I know I'm a Bebo stunner. I'm one, hair, I am one decent haircut away from being mistaken from David Beckham. Know what I mean? No, that's me, man. That's the wrong person. That's me. Graham, somebody needs to break this to you. You are more like the hobo out of Happy Gilmore than you are Dave Beckham. No, there's no need for that now. I'm just, as long I've, as... I have the David Beckham side profile. It's It's been said to me more than once. Graham, you have a beard on you of somebody who hasn't benefited from indoor plumbing in a long time. Right. So... You're only going to grow a beard. Look at your little fluff there you have you going on. About? What are you talking about? This six-week growth is magnificent. Six weeks. Do you not grow anything on your moustache, no? Graham, you don't want to watch yourself now. <laughs> that, that's a serious question. Come here to me. What are you going to do when you return to Tallis Stadium in a Bose-themed wheelchair? It's only red wheels go away. You didn't need to bring that up now. That was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you probably thought this chair is deadly and I've made you hate it a little bit, have I? Yeah. <laughs> I tried to get green, but the green was a horrible, a luminous, a lo- oh, really no. bright neon green. So I just got red. You weren't thinking, were you? No. Because it was the exact same chair that I was getting. And uh, I said, I'll just get something different. I said, I says, I'm a Rovers fan. What are the, what's the green like? And he goes, oh, no, the green. The, the kids get green because it's bright red. I said, or bright, a luminous green, yeah. neon green. I says, what's the most popular then after that? And he says, oh, probably the red. And I says, oh, yeah, go with the red then. Didn't even think uh, of it. Well, sure, look, it's no harm until, you know, the best team in Ireland come to Tallis Stadium to, yet again, beat Shamrock Rovers. And you're sitting there. And You'll be going to match to your beloved Bows this season? 
I no, did, last season. I did. I went to one match last season. This year, I hope to go to two. What match did you go to last season? I can't even remember. <laughs> go to a match last season. I did so go to a match last season. You would have told me. I did tell you. Because I, I, I remember saying to you, because I was under Jesus Cross City Lewis, and it took about 15 hours. It's the longest shagging journey in my life, and I've done transatlantic flights. Who'd you go to the match with? I went by me Todd. No, you didn't. I'm not having this. What do you mean you're not having? There's nothing to have, Graham. There's no way you went to a Bowes match on your own, and you're only telling me now. I, I wasn't. I, we talked about it on the podcast as well. And you didn't even send me pictures of you in the beloved Daily Mount. Why would I do that? I'm not taking me fucking. Oh. I, I'm not taking an iPhone out in the north side to be mugged. Graham, the only reason hey. I, the only reason I support Bowes is to wind you up. I have no affiliation to the north side of the Liffey for anything. No, it doesn't wind me up. I think it bothers you a little bit, though. Doesn't it all? Graham, look. I know, no, I, know you're not, I know you're not a fan of the greatest league in the world. There's no shame at all in your best friend in the whole world and the person you wish was your brother. And you get <laughs> mad at them for supporting a different football team. There's no shame in that. February 15th, the greatest league in the world starts again. It does. The SSE Electricity League returns, Graham. Who's Rovers' first match against? Away to Waterford. Will you be going? Yes. Right then. With Pat. Pat Flynn, who loves to win. Yes. Uh, who are Bowes playing the first game? I couldn't fucking tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all, all, all I know is the goalkeeper retired. Shane Supple. I was going to say Andy Supple. Thanks for that. <laughs> you were thinking Andy McNulty there. It probably was, yeah. Geez. They should have signed him. He's a decent goalkeeper as well. Nah, he's a he was there with them before. He's a Bose Tramp. No, Graham, no. He's a right honourable gentleman is what he is. Much like John Burke, the speaker of the house. He is a gentleman. Yeah. Um, yeah, so looking forward to that road trip with Flynn. What's your prediction for the League of Ireland this year, Graham? Oh, God, I don't know. Rovers still have another striker. We need a striker, and it's driving me mad. Will it be between Cork and Dundalk yet again? I don't know. It'll be interesting to see with Stephen Kenny left Dundalk. Mm. It'll be interesting to see uh, if Vinnie Perr took over, who was assistant to Stephen. So it'll be interesting to see if they can still dominate. Um, if we get a strike, we've signed about fucking, we've about 10 midfielders to our name. No striker. So I don't know where the goals are going to come from. Um, but I'll remain positive. Right, so you you have made a couple of signings, though. Yeah, a couple of Jack Bourne signed for us. Um, yeah. Used to play for Man City. He was in an Ireland squad before under Martin O'Neill. I don't I don't think he got uh, made the cut though. Right. Um, but he was he was he was at Wigan. He was at yeah. Kilmarnock. He was over in Holland. Um, he does score absolute absolute bangers. Um, I seen him against a friendly uh, last week against Cove Ramblers and he really, really impressed me. Okay. Uh, Dylan Watts, for a f- this will be Dylan Watts' first full season, so he's a, another smashing player. Uh, Aaron McInniff, we saw in from Derry, he's brilliant as well, another midfielder. Um, and then we used to have Ronan Finn, we have Greg Bolger, Aaron Bolger. So. You, you have a bit of a, an infatuation with young Aaron Bolger, don't you? Yeah, I think Aaron's great, yeah, he's only young lad. He didn't get as many games as he should have probably last season, so it'll be interesting to see because he's only a young lad. We've signed 
experienced uh, midfielders, it'll be interesting to see if he like would he go out on loan or yeah. to the first of it or will he get? But he's I'm, brilliant. Uh, everyone, everyone says when they try him and all that he's brilliant. I, I'm excited. Keith Long has brought in Scott Allardyce from Dundee. I think that's a good sign. Yeah. Looking forward to seeing him in Bow's opening game against Finn Harpsgram. Oh, did you just do a little Google search? No, it just came back to me there. Just, I had a <laughs> mental block. I'm, I'm too excited about the Six Nations. I'm not thinking about football. And then, <laughs> and then I said, no, Danny, stop, stop. We're playing the Tans at the weekend. So who have Bowes got in the opening game? So I just put, I put the Battle of Good versus Evil out of my brain for a second. And I just went and got the mental recall going. And uh, Finn Harps at home is, is Bowes' first game. So I'm looking forward to that. That'd be, that'd be an easy win for them. For Bowes, it will, yeah, yeah. I'm not falling into your trap of saying, yeah, and you go, yeah, Finn Harp. So I'm not falling into that trap. You won't. Um, and Bray got relegated, so, uh, you know, I presume that that means that there'll be a record setting seven people at the Bray games. You know? Possibly, yeah. They made a good few signings. Did they? Yeah, Shells, uh, Shells made great signings as well, so I would, I would fully expect Shells to be promoted although I did say that last season and they didn't get promoted but they've signed very good players Yeah, very good players that could still do a job in the Premier Division maybe maybe who knows Graham not me that's for certain come here to me Six Nations (laughs) stuff (laughs) on to a proper sport the Six Nations Graham Um, Ireland will have played England by the time this goes out yeah and what what was your prediction you know, like last week, I was convinced England were going to turn us over. This week, I'm saying Ireland by 7 to 12 points. And who are the favourites? Ireland. For the, for the whole tournament? Ireland there for the whole tournament? Yeah, yeah. So they're defending Grand Slam champions. They turned over the All Blacks in the autumn. Why wouldn't they be? Will there be, will there be any... Um, will there be any... In uh, test matches between the Six Nations and the World Cup, usually there are summer test matches. Yeah, World Cup warm ups, so to speak. Well, you know, he you assume, you would assume he knows who he's bringing to the World Cup now. Ah, oh, Jesus, yeah, yeah. At this stage, I'd say like you know, barring injuries or somebody an absolute bolt are coming out of nowhere. Like, but yeah, that squad, like the Six Nations squad, is more or less the squad you're going to see going to the World Cup. Um, there's probably a couple of lads who are who are fighting for the spot, but I would say probably ninety percent of the squad has already decided. Like, and will Bowes be East Fife in the Iron Brew Cup? Well, would they have beat them yesterday? They played yesterday. Yeah, they would have. Yeah, yeah. I'm going with a four-one, a handy four-one win for Bowes, Graham. <laughs> Imagine it was four-one. <laughs> <laughs> you can call me Mystic Murray. I predict these things, don't I mean? <laughs> um, yeah. No, I look. I. For the Six Nations, I I don't think there'll be a Grand Slam winner. I hope Ireland will win it. I think France will be the surprise of the tournament. Right. And then, but to be honest with you, I honestly, if, if you gave me the option, right, of Ireland being the wooden spoon of the Six Nations, but getting to the World Cup final, and I don't know the result of the World Cup final, I'd snap your arm and I'd take it. Really? I'd put you in a disarmor right now, like... And um, what was I going to say to you? Are you going to any of the matches? Six Nations matches? Yeah. 
No, no, it's England and France at home this year. Tickets are like hen's teeth when they play, especially the England game. Like, but uh, no, no, I'm just gonna watch them on the telly and en- enjoy them. Although it's a bit hard to enjoy them now that it's fucking TV three or whatever they're calling themselves doing it. They don't, they don't do rugby as good as RTE. They don't like. No, and Royal Nugent's not there anyway, is he? Well, sure, he's uh, left RTE and everything. He's with Channel Four now, is he? I think, yeah, he is actually. Yeah, he's doing some of the uh, Heineken Cup. That's not called the Heineken Cup, but Heineken are the main sponsors again. Cup. Uh, him and Jamie Heaslip, friend of the show, Jamie Heaslip, uh, are doing the Channel What's Four coverage. What's he like commentary? Decent, yeah, he's he's good. It, he's better than Luke Fitzgerald. Um, yeah, I, I think he's good anyway. Yeah, um, it's it's kind of weird, like because some of the I always find some of the ex players are kind of. It's like they're still trying to, like, you know, talk about their mates as opposed to being objective when they're watching it. You know? Like, O'Driscoll has got better at it, but I still think he's not great at it. Um, But then you've got, like... Look, the bottom line is they're all better than Stuart fucking Barnes. That's for certain. An absolute pleb. He's doing a book signing. I'd say there's going to be three people who turn up at that, and one of them will have just gone in to get out of the cold. Sorry. Don't like Stuart Barnes. I think he's a pleb. Right. Oh, God. I'm going to go watch that Kevin Hart, Brian Cranston film that we discussed earlier on that you said is worth watching. If it's not worth watching, Graham, I want a refund from you directly. I hope you like it now. Um, what, what will you get in the popcorn? Or what will you get in the popcorn? I, what will you get in the I wouldn't be getting popcorn. I wouldn't. The salt. The salt. I've got very delicate lips, Graham. My lips are, are soft and supple. And, Why does that not surprise me? And they carry the perfect amount of moisture. And if I eat popcorn... You, you, you carry lip balm around with you, don't you? Uh, the, the green aloe vera Vaseline, little tin of it, always. And uh, if I eat salty popcorn, it dehydrates the lips. And it's not worth it. It's a nightmare. It takes me days to get them back. And then I do be worried, am I going to get chapped lips? And nobody so wants chapped lips. You know what I mean? You get the pictures. Because let me finish my story about my lips, please, Graham. Right. In, 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 the, in the winter of 2010, do you remember the year we got the bad snow? Yeah, really bad. As you know, L1s love me. Anywhere I go, L1s just want to dance and a hug. I don't know what it is, Graham. It could be me, me smashing good looks. could be me unbelievable dance moves. Or, or it could be me luscious lips. could be any of those three things. Probably a combination of all of them. You know, not, not saying whatever, but... And uh, in the winter of 2010, I got really bad chap lips. And uh, the other one stopped asking for kisses, Graham. And if I'm being honest with you, I missed it. I missed putting my lips on a wrinkly old prune. You know what I mean? So, uh, <laughs> so anyway, I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. Man. Oh, you scum. What do you get the picture? Minstrels mostly, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> Minstrels on a Coke. Sometimes I might get an ice cream, but the problem with getting an ice cream is you have a scoff before the fucking film starts because it'll melt otherwise. Yeah. What do you get? Um, fruit salad and water. <laughs> you saying that in case Lindsay's listening? Yeah. <laughs> what do you now, actually I was at the cinema, I got the I brought in Doritos, Kinder Bueno, and a, a can of Lilt. A can of Lilt? Yeah. And come here to me, what's it like being a 14-year-old virgin? <laughs> Lilt is sensational. Man, teenagers who want to be sophisticated drink Lilt because they feel like they're being on a fucking foreign holiday. Should you take Lilt as much? <laughs> Drinking Lilt. You can buy Lilt on special in Iceland and anything you can buy special in Iceland shouldn't be consumed by the public. 
Sure, you prefer Pepsi over Coca Cola? Absolutely, absolutely, yeah, because I'm a man of class and wealth and taste. And until next time. <laughs> well, no, here, look, no, do you know what? I made a balls of the intro or the outro last week. Yeah. So I'm going to fix that. I'm going to remedy that this week. And right. even if I get it wrong with you now, I'm going to edit it so people don't know. <laughs> Shoot, go. Right, if people want to catch all the other episodes we've done, almost 200 of them when you include the 600, they can just go to iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Podcast Republic, Podcast Addict, anywhere and everywhere, including Spotify, and just search for WTS Pod and they'll find us. They can go to WTSPod.com or go to Twitter and just tweet at WTSPod and they could be interacting, having conversations with you or me, Graham, whichever one of us picks up the Twitter machine first. That's it. <laughs> I'm at Dan John Morty and you're at American Mania. I was going to say, where, where can you get you and me? American Mania, Dan Money. Dan That's your money. I should change your name to that and just go around taking the piss out of Floyd Mayweather. I loved uh, when uh, when Extrasport.ie covered uh, the Stephanie Roach interview and a friend of the show, Stephanie Roach, and they said uh, Dan Joe, as in as in as in in a redneck. (laughs) Yeah, as in fucking John Joe, who represented us in the Eurovision all them years ago. But did you notice the second uh, when they shared uh, the header? What? That's Mickey Joe. And John Joe. Who was John Joe in the Eurovision? Donna and John Joe. It was just Donna, no, it was just Donna and Joe, but I call him John Joe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he has the look of a John about him, do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. A John is somebody who engages with prostitutes, right? Um, <laughs> don't know where that's going. But yeah, did you see they, they corrected it anyway? They, they got it right the second time round. When they shared they our, our Heather Hardy story. That's because I had me I had me legal team onto them. And they got mine wrong. They spent me M E two R O. They didn't when, when my uh when my legal team were onto them, they gave them that spelling just to fucking wind you up. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, Merlo, are you going to get dinner now? Yes. What are you gonna have? Dunno. A mystery dinner. Yes. Oh, that's probably my top five dinners now. <laughs> Isn't a mystery dinner? I, I like a good surprise, <laughs> Unless I'm in Thailand. Anyway, look, until next week, Merrill. Clear eyes. Full hearts. Can't lose. Come on, Bowles. Too sweet. Up the nurses. 